0: Today, we're going to be talking about five ways to prevent and reduce bloating. Hint, the culprits may be in your pantry right now so that you can regain your confidence. Our guest expert is going to teach us all about gut health and digestion and why that stubborn belly fat might actually just be inflammation. Before we meet her, though, just a couple of reminders. Be sure to hit that plus or check mark button in your podcast app to officially follow this podcast. And if you like this episode, please, please, please share it with another mom. And be sure you're following me on Instagram. My handle is at Nikki Odin because I want to connect with you and get to know you better. And I have something very exciting in the works that you don't want to miss out on. And now for today's episode. Today's guest is a board certified functional medicine health coach and a mom of two. She works with overwhelmed and busy moms to help them heal their digestive health issues, regain their energy, and feel more confident when it comes to health and wellness. Through her personalized approach, she coaches moms one on one, covering all aspects of their life from nutrition, movement, sleep, and stress. And she is an expert when it comes to having a healthy pantry. Sometimes that belly bloat is inflammation from eating the wrong foods. After 6 weeks, her clients are empowered to show up for themselves and feel great in their bodies while still taking care of their kids. Often the information they acquire spills over into their family's life as well, creating an overall healthier and happier household. Connect with her on Instagram at leanne r wellness or on her website leanneribakovwellness.com. I'm thrilled that she's here with us today. Welcome to the show, Leanne Ribakov. Thank you so much for having me, Nikki. I'm so excited to be here. Oh, I love what you're doing. So I I have to admit (laughs) that the idea that stubborn belly fat might just be inflammation that I can reduce by swapping out certain foods in my pantry is very exciting to me. And we'll get there in a sec. But first, I just love for you to share how you started on this journey. Did you always know this stuff or did you also struggle with your gut health at one time?
1: Oh, well, that's a... Great question. Um, just how did we all get here? Um, so, prior to becoming a health coach, I actually had a different um, health food, comp- a different health and wellness business. Um, it was a health food company, and I created, founded, and ran a company for five years. Wow! And it ultimately ran my health into the ground, and I just oh. was not feeling great at all. So ironic, um, right? Yes. And it's a you know a healthy snack food company. I'm promoting it, but I was just stressed. I started it when I was pregnant with my first child. I was just completely in a place where I should not have been. But mm-hmm. luckily, um, someone gave me some good sound advice and ultimately led me to kind of find, find my next venture in health and wellness, which is to become a health coach. And the reason I really gravitated towards functional medicine is because some part of me believe that it's not just, you know, one thing that our minds mm-hmm. and our bodies are so much connected and it's this overall, these pillars of health. So I received the training in it, but ultimately I started to just kind of experiment on my own. And as I learned through my training, the different things. So I do have functional medicine training, which is kind of where that whole pantry makes you bloated information comes from. Mm-hmm. But I also kind of am my own guinea pig, you know, everything that I right. talk about, I've tried at the same time, everybody is different. And right. while one, one woman could respond well to one change, it might not work for somebody else. So it's really taking the whole lifestyle into account, but really honing in on our daily practices, especially when it comes to the pantry, that could really be wrecking havoc on our gut health.
0: So that's so interesting. And it makes sense to look at the entire lifestyle. So. Is it possible that people are eating pretty healthy and well, but there's some other habit or something that else they're doing in their life that is causing that kind of inflammation and digestive sort of
1: havoc, like you were saying? Oh, absolutely. I mean, we could definitely go into different spectrums. I mean, when I work with clients, we don't just focus on nutrition. It's where we start typically, because I think that's where moms really want to go to immediately. But we also Mm -hmm. talk about your movement. And that does not have to look like an hour per day in fancy workout clothes. It could literally be 10 minutes in your pajamas, right? Mm -hmm. Just getting any movement in. Um, We talk about sleep. I think sleep is actually at the top of the list. If we're not sleeping, we're not digesting properly. We have worse cravings. We naturally want carbs and sugar. So sleep is really important. And that also takes some lifestyle changes. I mean, how many of us are guilty of being on Instagram up until the minute we turn off the lights? Mm -hmm. Not good for your sleep quality. Right, right. Um, But We also talk about stress a lot because if there's anything I think all moms could relate to across the board is that we all have stress. Even if you're in different parts of your life with your kids, like even if you are, you have small kids, bigger kids, like being a mom is stressful, and yeah. that's we say, small kids, small problems; big kids, big problems. Mm-hmm. I guess the problems just never end, you know. Right. <laughs> so um, we do cover everything as far as you know, having that whole full mind body approach. Um, but I do like to start with nutrition, and the reason for that is that I find that when we make small changes, like even in that first week. I don't want to say all because I think that sounds presumptuous, but really all of my clients come back and like in our next session and they're like, I just feel better. And it could be these really small little changes that they're not aware of. And like you said, this health and wellness space is very confusing. So even if you think you're eating healthy, sometimes you're not. And it's just, this is my, my, you know, this is the stuff I love the most, like figuring things out, like what's not working. Yeah, for sure.
0: And, you know, as you said, you like to start with nutrition. So let's start there. What are some of those things that might be lurking in our pantries that we're eating and not, not realizing they're causing us some issues with our gut?
1: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, there's just, if I could arrive in people's pantries and go through the things that are in there and just explain how some of the ingredients are serving us and are not, it could really be a big game changer. So You know, like I said, it's not just one thing. It could be a lifestyle of things, right? So Mm -hmm. if we focus on the pantry, there's a few things that immediately I like to look at. So something like your nut butter. So nut butter is something that's really, really healthy, right? Almond butter, peanut butter. I actually love this brand, Nutso, which is like a mix of different nuts and seeds. Mm -hmm. Um, And, But if you look at your nut butter, it should be just the nut itself, And sometimes, or a lot of the times, the popular brands have oils and sugar added to it that are actually causing inflammation. So the thing is, is that I have a lot of, even though I talk about digestive health issues all the time and, um, you know, healing the gut, regaining your energy, a lot of my clients come to me because they want to lose weight, you know, and it's always the first thing they say. I want to, I want to, it's always like, it's usually a mom that's on her second child. And after the first, it was fine. But after the second, like nothing's working. Right. And immediately I say, this is not a weight loss program because it's not. Because if we're talking about weight loss or if we're talking about, you know, like counting calories or eating a certain way, it's so restrictive. Mm -hmm. And it goes back to that whole diet culture that I think most of us in this generation grew up with thinking like what we can't have and trying different approaches. This is a completely different approach. This is looking at things that are good for you, like what you can have. Right. And the reason I say it's not weight loss, but that you're gonna fit into your genes again is because, like you said, we're not gonna be focusing on losing the pounds. We're focusing on reducing the inflammation in your body, which is why we go to the pantry, which is why we look at the different ingredients, like I said, the nut butter, right? Like you're having nut butter, what's wrong with nut butter? Okay, it's a little high in calorie, you do want to watch portion, right? But it's something that has good quality fat. It's got protein, but if your nut butter has palm oil or sugar in it, then that completely negates the benefits of the nut butter. And now it's going to be making you inflamed. And that belly fat sometimes is really just inflammation. So when you start eating healthier or start eating right for your body, you actually stop, you you lose inches. Yeah. So maybe there's a shift on the scale, but we really don't focus that. Also, focusing on weight loss is such a negative approach. And when you're so If you're holding on to that mentality, you're not going to lose anything because it's that stress factor that we were
0: talking about. So true.
1: The nut butter is one of them. Um, uh, Salad dressings. You know, I don't know. Some people are big salad dressings people and some are not. Um, I love olive oil, but what I do love, I love to use salad dressings as marinades. And that kind of goes into like one of the things that I work with clients about making healthy foods simpler. Like- we're all on social media and it looks as if you're supposed to be having these like elaborate meals in order to eat healthy. And that's so not true. You could just have to just keep it simple and easy so that you have time for yourself, right? That me time. Yeah, I know. Cause it's like, it could take like hours to prep this kind of meal. Yeah. So like, think about like a piece of chicken or a piece of fish or a piece of tofu now. So like if you're a carnivore, pescatarian Mm -hmm. or vegetarian, right? you got your protein, now you could do a marinade that has 10 ingredients or you could use a really good high quality salad dressing hmm. that has all those ingredients in there already. So if you're buying a store-bought salad dressing, the things that I would pay attention to, again, similar to what we were talking about, the nut butter, that it doesn't have any seed oils. And I'll touch on the oils thing as well. Um, and that it doesn't have any added sugar. And right. one of my favorite brands is Primal Kitchen. They have... Oh. Like 3000, maybe not 3000, but like a whole variety of salad dressings. None with, with seed oils and none with, um, added sugar. So those are two. And, and I have a whole list of, I actually have a, a resource with pantry swaps that you could make just, but that could really be a game changer. So just yeah. making these small changes, um, as far as the pantry. Another one is your, like your sauces, right? If you're buying pasta sauce, again, that's a quick meal, right? A good, yeah. a good um, pasta with a good quality sauce. But you also want to make sure that your pasta sauce doesn't have any added sugar. Sugar isn't everything. So when we're talking about inflammation, the things that cause inflammation the most are sugar. Is like number one. Um, you want to. Not everyone is sensitive to gluten and dairy, but those could be them. Mm-hmm. Seed oils. Alcohol. Nobody really likes to hear that one. Nope. Nope. I, yep, <laughs> not, I don't want to hear that. Not, not going there. Not going there. <laughs> but Let's just focus on the sugar aspect. And this is kind of where, you know, we can't really get away completely from processed foods, right? Like, I don't know about you, but I do like chips once in a while. Yeah. Almost every day, right? Mm-hmm. So let's find the ones that are made with a good quality oil, right? So you're you're enjoying yourself. And this is kind of also the key: is like, let's not focus on things we can't have. Let's just find the things that we can. That we get excited about, that nourish our bodies and make us feel good. So let's talk about seed oils. The only one I can think of is grape seed. What else is a seed oil? So anything that's a seed, like um, like canola. I don't know if canola is, but canola oil is considered a seed oil Yeah, because the seed. Uh-huh. Um, so sunflower seed oil. Oh right. When you okay. right, so all those, but really you want the, the problem with seed oils and even something like avocado, it's not a seed, but it's a pit, but avocado oil is fine. It's actually great to cook with. You just want to make sure that when you're buying oils. So the three oils that I think are the healthiest are obviously olive oil. Um, coconut oil is incredibly good for you. It's actually antimicrobial. So right. when you cook with it, it kills bad microbes, microbes that you don't want. Um, but and then avocado oil. But what you want to make sure is that sometimes you could have seed oil, like say like flax seed oil is good for you, right? It's actually an anti-inflammatory oil, but you want to make sure that it's cold pressed Got it. when it's made. And the reason for that is that if it doesn't say cold pressed, in order to expel the oil from the seed, they actually add a toxic chemical. Oh, which okay. makes the oil really toxic and bad. And anything that's a toxin in your body is going to cause inflammation in the body. Wow. Not to scare anybody. but
0: Right. Well, but I, I think that sometimes there are things that we just don't think about. Right. And I, I guess then the, the label would say, would it say expeller pressed or would it say, it, it would have would to just, say cold pressed or would it just say like whatever?
1: It needs to say cold pressed. If, if okay. it doesn't say cold pressed, it's not cold pressed.
0: Right, so when you buy it in the jar, it'll say that. But if you're like looking at ingredients on like a salad dressing, does it? I don't know if it says that. So it's you just to avoid the it. seed oil altogether in a in a dressing.
1: You, you do, and that's kind of one of those things where some of some foods say like sunflower oil. Like I, right. I stay away from it, even if it says organic. High oleic. I can never pronounce it. like seed oil is sunflower oil is actually better. Um, but you do want, and this is kind of goes in hand with, like trying to eat. Minimal processed foods, right? But we are focusing on the pantry today. So things in our pantry could be processed or not necessarily so, right? So for example, like I have I had a client that's vegetarian and her husband became gluten-free and all of a sudden their pantry was stocked with all these gluten-free products. Mm-hmm. And you would think like gluten-free is healthy, but it's not. If, it's, if something is made to taste like bread or like a cracker or like, you know, but it's not, They have to add a whole bunch of ingredients in there to make it taste that way.
0: Yeah, Most
1: of the time, it's sugar and oils that do it, or some like list of ingredients that you can't even pronounce.
0: Hey there, Supermom. Do you ever wish someone would come out with a step-by-step system on how to keep your shiitake together? Yeah, so have we. So at Your Ideal Mom Life, we came up with one ourselves. It's called Mom with Confidence, The Keep It Together System specifically for super moms like us. And you can grab yours right now for $29 at youridealmomlife.com slash momwithconfidence. In two PDFs that you can download right now, you get a complete system that teaches you how to be better at balancing time with your kids and time for yourself, how to have more patience and less mom guilt, how to complete your to-do list each day, make time to exercise, create time to enjoy your family, and how to answer that dreaded question all moms hate, what's for dinner? This proven system will help you stay on track and get a handle on all the things. That means less mom guilt, more patience, and more joy. So if you've ever stood in front of the fridge minutes before you're supposed to feed your family dinner and berated yourself for not having groceries, If you're looking at other moms like, girl, how do you have it all together while I'm over here on the Hot Mess Express? If you want to stop feeling spread thin and start getting time for yourself without the mom guilt, head on over to youridealmomlife.com slash momwithconfidence and purchase yours today for just $29. So what else? What else is bad? Or what else should we swap out?
1: Swap out. Okay. So we've talked about nut butters, salad dressings. Here's a big one that I've actually found across some of my clients. And I, and so, cause we'll talk about the things that I could also mention some changes that people make that really kind of, um, help them with satisfying their hunger, right? Cause that's a big one, right? Um, but, uh, protein powders. So there are so many protein powders on the market, and this is going to be a segue for me to talk about artificial sweeteners. Okay. Okay. So, so there's so many protein powders and some of them, um, you know, market themselves as healthier than others. They'll even sometimes list probiotics, digestive enzymes, and they're all great things. Probiotics and digestive enzymes, the more, the better, like pile it on. But more often than not, if you're enjoying the taste of it, it probably has stevia in it or monk fruit. And those would be like the two, let's say, healthier, but I say still unhealthy things. Mm -hmm. Some of them have cane sugar, right? So you really have to pay attention. You're getting this, what should be a healthy product, like a protein powder, even if it's a vegetarian one, right? That doesn't have whey protein. But if it tastes sweet, that means it has a sweetener. So immediately off the bat, we don't want sugar in our protein powder because- this is going to a whole other thing, but it's going to gut health stuff. So your gut has bacteria in it. Whatever bacteria you're feeding, that's the bacteria that's going to grow and want more, right? Right, So if you have a bacteria that loves sugar and you're eating lots of sugar, you're going to want a lot more sugar. You start to have almost like an addictive like connection to sugar, like the way you would with anything else. And you need more and more and more to get that dopamine hit, right? Because our gut and our brain is connected. So you're like, constantly hitting that dopamine. And now you need more. So you start with five M&Ms. Now you need 10 m ms right? So your protein powder is going to give you that sugar boost. And then like later in the day, you're like, I want something sweet. You don't want necessarily something sweet because you want something sweet, but it's because now you're kind of creating an addiction to sugar through something that should have been healthy. Right. So yes, that's, that's like sugar, that's right? Like
0: really scary. So I don't think I've ever tried a protein powder that isn't sweet. Is right. Is there
1: such a thing? Tell me, well, Tell me what you know. So I'll tell you so even those healthy ones without cane sugar that have artificial things like and I think stevia and monk fruit are natural but they still have that sweetness and I do have to touch on that because that's a big one when it comes to your health with mm-hmm. your gut health. I personally haven't found any good tasting protein powders what I recommend and this is what I do myself is to just get straight up hemp protein or straight up pea protein powder or pumpkin seed protein powder. There's so many different kinds. Those are three of my favorite. Um, and I even have like a like a smoothie recipe with like linked, you know, you could just buy it on Amazon, the, these protein powders or at, at Whole Foods. Okay. But you do want to make sure that it's just 100% hemp protein, 100% pea, like they, they don't add anything. And then you're getting the protein and then you could build out your own smoothie. And if you like it a little bit sweeter could put more fruit in it, some banana, you know. Right. And if you're doing banana, which is bananas are great. Like if you wanted to have a little bit of a prebiotic effect, you could have make the bananas greener. You know, if you wanted sweeter, you do the more ripe banana. But on the side of the protein powders that have stevia or monk fruit or like any like any artificial sweetener, and that would be one of the things that I would actually say. Like, look, let's look in your pantry and see what has that. First of all, artificial sweeteners. Not all, but most artificial sweeteners are really bad for your gut health. Yeah, I've heard that. Yeah, and they disrupt your whole microbiome. And I guess every time I say gut health, I am saying like if it's disrupted, you are going to get bloated because our stomachs, our gut, our intestines don't know what to do with these artificial ingredients or things that are unfamiliar to them. So it blows; you get bloated from that. But also, what it does, and which a lot of women don't realize, is that when your palate registers something really sweet but your stomach is not getting those calories, you're going to crave those calories later on in the day. So if you're going to have something sweet, like you could add a little bit of maple syrup even to it if you absolutely need it sweeter. Or and the best thing to put in a smoothie is a date. Date will give it so much sweetness yeah. and fiber. and A pitted minerals. date,
0: everyone. Make sure it's pitted.
1: pitted. <laughs> a pitted date, yes. Yeah.
0: Fascinating. Okay. So what if I want it to taste like chocolate?
1: No problem. You could just do a good cacao powder, oh, add okay. some dates. I mean, you know, the sweeter your breakfast, the it, you kind of want to also try not to have too much sweetness in the more, or in general, right? But, but we all have different palates and this is kind of where there's no single approach. Like if you and I were talking, you're like, "Well, I absolutely need to have a sweet smoothie." I'm like, "Let's figure this out, right? Let's right, right. let's put some frozen cauliflower in there because you're not going to taste it. It's a um, it's going to give it that smoothness of like if you put extra bananas in there, right? But it's also cruciferous vegetable, so it's going to detox you. And if you're detoxing, your inflammation's going down. But let's add a date, right? Or let's add two if it's not sweet enough, right? Um, and then kind of figure it out. So if you tend to want your smoothie really sweet, we just kind of have to use nature's candy as opposed to anything that's processed.
0: Those are great ideas. Fascinating. So, okay. Nut oils, salad dressing, protein powder that has the artificial sweetener is artificial sweetener. Like one of those other things is, or are you lumping that in with protein powder?
1: I would say artificial sweetener is an ingredient you want to look for in some of your foods. But the things that like, let's like the checklist of like, let's look in your pantry, like is your um, protein powders, your nut butters, your salad dressings, your sauces, right? And then I really want to go back again to those ingredients, right? With your beverages, right? Like I'm, I'm sometimes surprised to see how many people are really enjoying these like electrolyte drinks, Right. And I, and I wouldn't, I don't, I could put that in the same category as like kombucha, but kombucha is a refrigerator and we're talking about pantry. Cause I got tips on the refrigerator as well. Okay. Good. Right? <laughs> but in your pantry, if you're using anything in powder form, like the, you know, those powdered electrolytes that seem like they're healthy. Uh, um, like they, they come in like a packet that you shake well, almost like back in the day, crystal light, but it's electrolytes. Yes. Okay, yes, got but it, it's, got but it. the marketing has changed, right? Yeah. So that's the whole thing, a lot of it. And when you're buying things for your pantry, it could be really confusing because there's a lot of good marketing out there that claims that something is healthy. Like we were saying about like gluten-free, it doesn't necessarily mean that it's healthy. right? Um, so your pantry is like, really, it could be your friend or your foe. So anytime you have all these ingredients in your food, they are causing inflammation in your body and inflammation could again, be what that belly, I don't like to use the word, but like, it's that that uncomfortable feeling. And when you start eating right for your body, for your body, you know, everyone is different. You start to, your body starts to work better and you start to fit it. And I, and I love this when I ever, I work with someone, I always ask like, how are we going to measure your success? And they're like, well, I have these pair of shorts I want to fit into, or these jeans. And then like week two, week three, they're like, they're fitting and they're actually loose. And we didn't like restrict in any way. Because we, I always like to say, like you can't focus on the things you can't have. Yeah. That's such a negative mentality, and it's right. and it's, it's, it's torture. You're already yeah. you have kids; you don't have to be tortured by your food choices. Right? It's, not, it's not sustainable. That's sustainable, but focus on the things that will get your body to run the way that it does, should. So, yes, we said protein powders, nut butter, salad dressing, sauces, those drinks. Um, you want to pay attention to your like energy bars, right? What's in in those? Like if you can't pronounce the ingredients, most likely they're not something your body could figure out how to digest either. Wow. Okay. So
0: so that's a lot of, (laughs) a lot of like hidden stuff. That's fascinating. So what, what should we be focusing on? Is there something we should be trying to get more of to reduce inflammation or is it just about avoiding the stuff that causes it?
1: Oh no. I mean, there's also ways to kickstart your digestion. Um, I actually have a great resource. It's five ways to reduce your belly bloat, just daily practices you could do. Something that I think is like amazing is, and I know this is like some mentioned over and over again, but it's really helpful to start your day with like a big glass of water.
0: Well, yeah, I've heard that. Now, does it matter what temperature the water is?
1: Well, I would just do like right like a room temperature glass of water to start and then a warm cup of water with lemon, And if you really want to step it up a notch, add some apple cider vinegar in there. Apple cider vinegar is so good for your gut health. Yeah. Explain to me why, why the water helps. So the water is your body's dehydrated, right? None of your, your, all your cells are 90% water. And while you're sleeping, your body is going through the mechanisms of detoxification, getting rid of all this yucky stuff, rebuilding things that are broken. Like you're constantly rebuilding your DNA, right? So It requires a lot of water, just like if you were like hosing down your driveway, right? You're Mm -hmm. using up all the water. So you really want to replenish your cellular... You want to get hydrated so your cells are working better, so your body's working better, so your digestion is working better, so you're breaking down foods better, so you're not bloated. Basically, bloating is really just your body telling you that something is not digesting correctly, right? Right. So if you're feeling bloated, something, it's not even necessarily always what you're eating. It could be how you're eating it, right? If you're constantly under stress while you're eating, I have a tip for that as well. Or if you're, you know, eating in front of a computer or if you're eating in front of a phone, I mean, just with, from the perspective of eating in front of a computer, our, our we haven't evolved as fast as technology. Right. So our bodies could really do something very well could only really do one thing very well at a time. Agree, yeah. So if your brain is like honed in on your emails, right? And you're eating your breakfast or your lunch, your digestion is slowing down. If your digestion is slowing down, what do you, you know, what's happening is that you're going to be holding on to fat, really slowing it down. Everything, I know, it seems like it's like, so you really want, even if it means like just the first two minutes of your meal, Right or this might sound really completely ridiculous, but like smelling your food. When you smell your food, your, the olfactory senses start to work and your stomach starts to release digestive enzymes and you want those digestive enzymes to break down your food. Right, do so you, it, under- like, you want to get ready for it? Yeah, you want to get ready. You want them there. You want that, that, those mechanisms in your gut to start breaking down the food so you could absorb your nutrients. And again, that has to do with like your energy levels as well. Right. And properly break it down. And sometimes, you know, having the right amount of acid, having those digestive enzymes in there, it's really important to get things going. But, you know, if you're stressed, all if you're chronically stressed, but you're also eating under stress. And when I say stress, it could be like your kids are being annoying, which mine are always are at dinner time. <laughs> probably the most annoying, the most, the least digestive enzymes I probably have is <laughs> during dinner time. Um, But you also kind of, you know, if your body's under stress from, it could be under stress from your environment, but it could be also like what's in your body, right? Right. But if you want to get into the zone, like even just taking three deep breaths before you start your meal could really be helpful. And you could do that as a family too. I mean, I try to get my kids to do it. They just kind of laugh at me, but but we
0: try. You got to (laughs) try. Yeah, I love that. These are really simple things. So like start your day with a glass of water. Mm Mm-hmm. How much water do you think? Like eight ounces, more than eight ounces?
1: Yeah, a glass of water. And if you take a probiotic, this is the best time to take a probiotic. Okay. Because you want it on an empty stomach. You want it to start doing its work. I know that there's some probiotics that say take with food. The one that I take is preferably on an empty stomach. Okay. So So basically you start with a glass of water. Then you make yourself some warm water with lemon and apple cider vinegar if you so choose. I like it. I think it tastes actually really good. And then give, your, give yourself a few minutes, like let it kind of sink in there. And if you're going to have coffee, have it after that.
0: Okay. And then if you're going to eat, when you eat, don't eat in front of the computer right. or your phone. Right. And try not to eat under stress. Love try. that.
1: Yeah. Try. <laughs> you know, opt, opt to not eat under stress if you can. Well, at least take a few deep breaths. Right. If you're stressed, just take some deep breaths and smell your food.
0: Yeah. That is fascinating. So is there anything
1: else that we should be doing? Well, I mean, when it comes to your digestive health and your pantry or your refrigerator, right, we talked about kind of looking for those ingredients that are going to be causing a problem, right? And I have some pantry swaps you can make. There's daily practices that are going to help your digestion, right? But it's also getting into this positive, and I know it's easier said than done, but kind of getting into this mindset of nourishing and nurturing your body. So not punishing yourself. And I know that us moms, I mean, I don't, I mean, me personally, I've come from this. It's like constant guilt or constant, constant punishment. Right. But getting from a place of like, it's okay to enjoy things. And this is where when I work with people, they like immediately, they're like, well, I'm not going to drink a green smoothie. And I'm like, that's okay. (laughs) I'm like, just because I enjoy a green smoothie, doesn't mean that you're going to, but how else can we get those, leafy greens into your day. Like how else can we make this work with your lifestyle, with your kids? And if, you know, with going, since we're on the topic of food, the thing that I also just try to, you know, focus on is that you want your meals to be nutritious. You want them to be delicious, but they don't have to be complicated. Like they don't have to be these elaborate meals like we were talking about. Like, you know, and it's, it could be very, very overwhelming to think that this is the only way to health. Right. And and then you don't want to do it because it's so overwhelming and time consuming. Yeah. And then you resort to what's easier and the pantry could be one of those places that you go to, right? Yeah. So it's really, you know, everyone's different. Everyone has a different lifestyle. Some people like breakfast, some people don't, some people have jobs at home, some people don't, right? So it's it's really working with you, like how your family structure is, who you are as a person, how you like to move your body, what your routines are, and creating these really simple daily habits that are going to last you a lifetime. Love that. So how do people get to work with you if they want to? Um, so I highly recommend, <laughs> if they'd like, they could schedule a free um, discovery call cons- consultation. And we could and that during that call, it's a half an hour call just for me to kind of get to know what's going on in your life. What are you struggling yeah. with? But also let's see if we're a fit for each other, right? We, it could be a good fit or it might not. Um, so they could schedule that. We could, we could put a link to my Calendly. Um, yeah. also you could email me anytime at leannerebikov at gmail.com. And my website is com. And we'll make sure to include all of those links
0: in the show notes. So it's an easy one click for you guys. Leanne, thank you so much. This was so informative, really enlightening I absolutely love what you're doing. I think it's so awesome for moms to have a resource like you.
1: Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. And yeah, let's clean out that pantry. Let's go see yeah. what's in there.
0: <laughs> well, that wraps up our conversation with Leanne Ribakov. I know you took a ton of value from it and I cannot wait to hear which swaps you're going to start making in your pantry today. We'll see you next time on the Love Your Mom Life podcast. Thank you so much for listening to this episode. I really hope you took something of value from it. If you liked this episode, please share it with someone you love. And it would mean the world if you would leave a rating or a review. Don't forget to follow us on social media at Your Ideal Mom Life on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. I can't wait to be with you in the next episode of the Love Your Mom Life podcast.